On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we take it to the Harvard where we talk NBA draft, who went where, what the broadcast was like, because that got kind of weird. Uh, the teams we're excited about, of course, the hometown teams and the Bulls. Um, NBA awards were going on as we're recording, so we can live update you on that, even though you know the results already. Uh, USA is back. We got baseball. The ESPN Broadcast Comment of the Week, brought to you by Casey. And, of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, but let's get into Thrive Fantasy. I know it. I know you guys have been using it. Do it through the playoffs. You do it now that basketball is over. You got it for baseball. You want to do it for golf. Just getting that warmed up for the NFL season. We place our bets. Uh, for the over unders, those prop bets, uh, who's going to hit a home run, or who's going to who's going to get uh, at least two hits? You go over under on that is uh, yeah. So check that out, thrivefantasy.com. Use promo code take that install or uh, install <laughs> input ten dollars. We'll give you ten dollars. Promo code take that thrivefantasy.com. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, we're starting to make a habit of this, getting to our fans a day late, but it's better late than never. That's right. We're just building the suspense, right? I know that they, all of them woke up Monday morning ready to hear our, us break down the draft and other things, I'm sure. Uh, but this time it was actually my fault, I feel like. Oh. I, if, norm, if I can't say Marlo, I feel like it's normally your fault. It's it's my fault. <laughs> this time, it was mine. Uh, me and the fam went camping this weekend um, it, in uh, southeast Wisconsin here, and just by the time I got back, got unpacked, uh, well, unpacked and then repacked to put things away, I was just in no uh, no mood to uh, record. I just wanted to uh, go to bed and not talk to anybody, so <laughs> <laughs> including me, yeah, including including you. Um, so. Made made the decision that a, it'd be a better podcast if we did it today. So here we are, uh, here we uh, are. recording on Monday. Hopefully, you are listening on Tuesday um, when this yeah. hits your ears. How how are you doing, Marlo? Good man. I almost became a golf guy this weekend. Ooh, uh, had well stumbled across tickets to the uh, the AmFam PGA Championship. Okay, you know it was here. It was in Madison. Yeah, and I uh, just didn't go. I was really psyched. <laughs> I was going to go. I was going to be a golf guy. Uh, but it was Sunday, and they started early because it was going to rain. And by the time I was getting ready, it just started raining. So I'm like, I'm not that oh, big of a golf guy. Out. Yeah. So I, I almost did it. I almost I, I thought about it, was going to do it, and almost did it. Head so. was in it. Heart wasn't. That's right. No. Oh, well. So blame Mother Nature. Yeah. Thanks, Mother Nature. Uh, yeah, the rain did hold off for for me though on uh, on the camping. We got out of there just before uh, it started raining, so that was fortunate for us. Although it was frustrating because the whole weekend, like we were watching the weather, right, and it was like fifty percent chance of rain, like all weekend. 
and it's like, well, what, is, what does 50% mean? Like, there's literally 50% instead of rain, or like, there's it's going to rain. Yeah. 50% chance it's going to happen at one, or it's going to happen at two. Very, It's very unclear um, <laughs> how that works. Uh, and after staring at the hourly uh, weather <laughs> for a weekend, I can uh, confirm it. It's still unclear. Uh, and that was put a little bit of damper on the weekend because we could always had in the back of our mind, like, maybe it's going to rain later the whole weekend. And it didn't. So uh, <laughs> just messing with your head the whole time, which is good. Like obviously, the, the it worked out for us, but like it was just kind of in the back of the head the whole time. Like, uh, uh, did we set it up enough that you know we everything won't get wet? But um, it, like I said, it worked out, but just a little frustration. So weather apps, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a suggestion for you, but you got to step it up because it was very confusing. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad. Well, uh, you made it out the wilderness. We, we made it back. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, we're ready to break down the NBA draft yeah. that everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. Felt like a wilderness following this, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'd say a, a meandering uh, production, if nothing else. Uh, just seemed to take forever. I don't know. I'm used to like the NFL draft taking forever. I, I just, I don't know if this is the case, but in my mind, I was like, the NBA draft, we're just going to hammer yeah. this out and get through it. Uh, and I think the second round started at like 10 and I was like, oh, they're just going to do it tomorrow or something or <laughs> put a different day. No, they plowed through and it went, I don't know, forever. Who knows? I don't know what time it actually ended. Probably just 11, but it felt yeah. really late. No, it did. It felt like it just kept going. I, I agree with you. I feel like in past the NBA draft has just been boom, 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 like hour and a half. We're done. Turn off the lights. Let's get out of here. And. I don't know. I felt like this year is. I don't know if this was the first year with Billis and um, and Chauncey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I feel like Chauncey just showed up and like kind of do like we did and just tried to get through it. Yeah. No real research. Yeah. Uh, had his little comps and like made for him, but he just kind of made it up as he went along. Like, yeah. This guy is. Uh, I think he's Rasheed Wallace because I played with him, <laughs> and and he's good. All right. What do yeah, you think? I heard, I heard some of his comps were pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I think what he called Rui Hachimura Kawhi Leonard, but like first year Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> like young year. Kawhi Leonard. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forget I what he says. He's like, oh, this is Jalen Rose, but Bulls Jalen Rose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That, that helps. Um, so it got off to a, a pretty standard start. Every It went as we expected, right, Marla? One, two, three went as expected. And then things started to, uh, to change to... I guess go off. I don't want to say off the rails, but off of what you know the mock mock drafts had there, and uh, the Hawks traded up, and from there everything just for me got a little confusing because <laughs> the trades are happening, trades are flying all around, teams are moving up and down, and when a player gets drafted, he's still he's wear like wearing the hat of whoever had the pick originally. Yeah, you know so. so, so- so yeah, something needs to be changed because the reason it happens is like the league year doesn't start to July, so this is technically that team's pick, but they keep telling us it's not, and it's so confusing. <laughs> yep. They need to figure this out, and then it gets worse as these trades that happened like last year or two years ago, and yep. they still do the same thing. Yeah, and it's like, like where'd this come from? I don't know. I you, you need, yeah, I need a like computer algorithm to to make this right for me. Yeah, and I, so I'm following along on the app trying to make sense of this because i'm like who so he's the fourth pick he has a lakers hat on yeah. and then like the symbol says 
you know, uh, Atlanta. It's Atlanta's little symbol there. And yeah. Like, okay, they have DeAndre Hunter. Okay, that makes sense. What was the trade? <laughs> I can't click on the thing to tell me what the trade is. So I don't know what the trade was. I just knew New Orleans moved out of the spot. Obviously, the Lakers had before. And it just was, it, it in la, I, I don't know, unless you had like multiple screens going, <laughs> I felt like it was impossible to really follow what was happening for all of the teams. Like if you had your team, I'm sure like you could just zero in and be like, I know that this trade happened, but yeah, man, when every other, it seemed like every third, fourth pick was getting traded. It was really, it was really hard to follow and the hats didn't help. The hats, I just, no, I don't know. It, it was a, a bit too far. And like I said, the app did not help at all. Um, <laughs> That's tough. So wait, so you were following, you were following on the app. So you missed all the man tears. Yes. I, I, Luckily, avoided the emotion of the draft. This, I, I feel like this just draft was an all time for man tears. There were, the, I mean, well, first of all, I, well, it's not like this is new, but I guess this is me getting older. These are like these kids look like they're twelve. Yeah, um, getting drafted, well, they're crying. Then their dad gets up there, their dad's crying, or their mom's crying, and it's just an all. Uh, they, I don't know how many times they talk about Zion crying, um, about the whole thing, but. Yeah, there was a. It was an all time, all time man tears going on pretty much the whole first round. Very emotional. Um, glad I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would want to watch an hour of of. Uh, I, I understand that like it's a, uh, you know, achievement they've been working their whole lives for. I get it, but like I don't need an hour of that. Like let's just <laughs> let's see some happiness in here. Um, all right. Well, speak. What's making happiness, Marlon? What are you yeah. looking forward to? What are you? What are you excited? I have a couple jotted down here. Uh, feel free to steal them if you want. But uh, what are you looking forward to out of this draft now that we actually know or think that we know what players? We've had a couple days, right? So <laughs> that does settle a little yeah. bit. But, uh, what players have gone to what teams and and the moves that were made? What are you? Well, I, most looking forward to. I think it all starts design. Yeah, it's going to be hyped up. Yeah, I can't wait in a couple of weeks when we start breaking down his summer league games. Um, as the greatest player or the worst player, whatever highlight you want to put on. <laughs> um, so that's coming. New Orleans. Uh, well, and, and then on top of that, New Orleans stacking, stacking young talent. Like just with, they have with the trade and Zion. So they have four first round picks or former first round picks. Is that correct? Or three. Um, but that could be a young, exciting team. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I guess. No, I'm the draft. I'm there with you. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, Zion, but then it, it's interesting what New Orleans seems like they're they're doing here. It's that well, first of all, they've got a lot of guys who can fly around the court. Their second pick, uh, Jackson Hayes. I'm not going to act like I watch a lot of Texas <laughs> basketball, uh, but yeah. all these scouting reports were that this dude is an athlete who can motor for his size. Uh, as well as Alexander Walker, uh, their shooting guard out of Virginia Tech. So they seem like they have a really fast young team. And I, I was excited before. Um, I mean, just knowing they had Zion and then being like, what will they get for number four? And I thought it was really interesting them trading down to get more players and kind of, as we talked about this draft, kind of flattening off after uh, the third pick, just get more opportunities, more swings to see what will fit, what will fit with Zion. Uh, and with the offense that they're going to have. And it's going to be really interesting watching New Orleans Pelicans basketball, and I can't say I've said that <laughs> in a, a long time, if I've ever said that sentence in my life. 
Um, and I'm going to follow that up with another sentence I haven't said in a long time is I'm excited Uh-oh. to see uh, Atlanta Hawks basketball. Whoa. Uh, they were the part- trading partner with New Orleans. Uh for that fourth pick, they moved up and picked DeAndre Hunter and then picked Cam Reddish, who we talked about last week when we thought that the Bulls were going to draft him. Um, yeah. And then later in the second round, they picked Bruno Fernando, which is just a fun name, uh, out of Maryland. And what I think is interesting about Atlanta, they're kind of doing the counter. They're getting a lot of young talent because they've sucked for a while, but like New Orleans. <laughs> but uh, they're kind of going after specific players who can do specific Thing. So DeAndre Hunter's your three and D guy, Cam Reddish, uh, you know, has all the upside we talked about last week. But if I think he's just going to have a defined role and everybody on this team seems like they're going to have a defined role that I think that they've been pretty good at finding players to fit what they're going to ask them to do. Bruno Fernando is going to be that energy guy off the bench running up and down the court, more of a rim protector. And it's really interesting to see New Orleans on the one hand just being like, give me all of these athletic young players. <laughs> uh <laughs> as many as you can and Atlanta's like let me pick these specific skills uh that I want uh that I think will fit uh you know Trey Young and uh Collins uh, I think is their their big man uh on the team already and and kind of fit these pieces around uh and and kind of build that way so that I'm excited to see how those two kind of different uh ways to build a basketball team I guess are are, are going to work um I think they'll both be fun I think I think New Orleans only works because they have Zion. <laughs> if like it was just a bunch of random pieces, I don't think it would. Work. <laughs> but I think because Zion is the type of talent, I think they can make it all work. Uh, but Atlanta seems much more focused, uh, and that should be interesting. Uh, in, one other draft that I like, Marlo, is uh, Boston's draft because it felt like yeah. a Big Ten, Big Ten draft, and I appreciated that. Uh, <laughs> they got Romeo Langford out of Indiana, uh, Carson Edwards out of Purdue. Uh, Grant Williams, who I guess played at Tennessee, but he felt Big Tennish. You know, could have played. Felt like a guy who could have played at Michigan State. We really, like really fit in there. And then, okay, then they picked Tremont Waters out of LSU. That doesn't really fit in my Big Ten thing, but it was like blue blood program guys. <laughs> it was like yeah. Uh, so, but I, I think that's so crazy about Boston, who kind of yeah. stacked up all these draft picks. Uh, you know, I think a couple of years ago we thought like, oh man, they're gonna have so many first rounders. They're gonna stay good, and now like they're in this position, they're gonna lose Kyrie. They really yeah. got nothing. They they went all in. Yeah, Gordon they might Hayward. Lose <laughs> well, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hayward Hayward doesn't look like the player he was. Yeah, and they're just gonna have like Jason Tatum, who's who's good. Yeah, and then like they're gonna have these Big Ten guys. Yeah, it'll cool. be. It's really weird how they uh, what a year and a half ago. Two years, yeah, one year, no, yep. just one, just one year ago, just one year ago, they yeah. had, you know, it was their future. They had all these assets. They were going to be able to make a move, uh, and and be, you know, another go on another run. And now all of it has fallen apart. Um, and they're in like this weird quasi rebuild mode where they don't, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't really know what is going to be there. And I don't know how any of these pieces fit into that. <laughs> I mean, Let me. I will tell you. They yeah. They're in that quasi rebuilding mode where they think they can win, uh, but everyone else knows they can't. But they're gonna try. It's good. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I have been here. It doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and the faster they realize that, the better for Boston is to get out and rebuild now. But I think like Edwards is like a. I think a. He's gonna be a backup guard. He's kind of what I got. Langford's a project though. Like he's yeah. 
He's not going to be good right away. I don't think he'll be good right away. He has uh, the talent, but he can't really shoot right now, which is kind of an issue <laughs> in today's NBA. Uh, Tremont Waters, similarly, he's has all the quickness in the world, uh, but I don't know how well he can shoot. Uh, but it, I don't know. He impressed me uh, in, in the tournament, so we'll see there. Um, yeah, and I guess the other thing uh, that I enjoyed about the draft is I, I just like rooting for those players who have been there in college for three, four years. Uh, I guess I'll specifically call out the Virginia guys. Uh, Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy to see them get drafted just was really cool just because they've kind of as especially since we've done this podcast kind of feel like they're a better part of my fandom of college sports <laughs> of college basketball at least yeah. and uh, it was just cool to see them you know Grant Williams is kind of in that uh, Carson Edwards is in that group kind of uh, not really vaunted NBA prospects as you know the Zion uh, and RJ Barrett but like have kind of been a part of college basketball for a couple of years to see them get drafted. It was just really cool. And it was just fun seeing that, seeing that happen. Um, so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. Yeah. Uh, watching a uh, dares Baisley get drafted. Uh, if you don't remember, he's the kid who just didn't go to Syracuse and just sat yeah. out all last year, uh, yeah. out of high school and signed that million dollar at the uh, new balance deal. Nice. Um, and he ended up getting drafted in the first round, so yeah. it paid out. It paid off. Very risky. Wouldn't, wouldn't tell yeah. my son to do it, but it, yeah, it paid out. So you know, congrats to him. Yeah, Got that guaranteed was, contract. Yeah, he was drafted by Oklahoma City, right? And, yep, Oklahoma uh, City. Yeah, when I was going through it, and it just say, you know, Baisley USA, I was like, w- what? <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what does that even mean? I and uh, I didn't make the connection until just until you just explained it to me that he was the one who didn't go and set out that's so crazy yeah um interesting it'll be interesting to see how uh how that works out for him um well we didn't we didn't mention this last week this happened last week uh lamella ball uh oh yeah that's right is he's going to australia right or new zealand uh australian league which new zealand's in right i believe he's going to to oceana uh (laughs) instead of going to college and, oh, surprise. Uh, I forgot that he was good at basketball, and I kind of lumped him in with uh, who's the middle brother. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <sighs> when they said, like, LaMelo Ball goes to Australia, I was like, cool, he already played in, like, Lithuania or whatever. But that was... that was um, No, LaMelo played in Lithuania, too. Wait, so then how could he have gone to college the, at all? The, yeah, exactly. That's why this isn't a thing. <laughs> there's no, no way he could have gone to college. There's no way he could have gone to college. There's no way. Yeah, he played in Lithuania with them, and oh. that was the whole. And then yeah, so. Okay. Ben- well, I got, I got, I got fool. I got confused. On, I, I forgot that there were three. Ball yeah. Players, so. So. I'm, I'm glad I was reminded of that. And that yep. was like a that was like a, a bottom line scroll on ESPN that. Yeah. That, uh, there. Yeah. No one cared. It wasn't like so. That's three. That's three high schoolers going to play over pro. But Lamelo was going to have to. Yeah, but the, like, I think he's. Will be a uh, like first round pick. He's good. Yeah, no, he's I good. He, I don't. I've never seen him play or anything. But like, oh, you even watch? You even watch all his high school highlights on on Instagram? No, on the Big Baller Brand YouTube <laughs> channel. Is that a thing? I don't know. I thought Big Baller Brand. I think it's defunct. It's gone. Oh wow! <laughs> Surprise again. Who would have thought? thought that though? such a thing would happen to such a upstanding uh, uh, business? Uh, bummer. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we buried, maybe buried the lead, maybe not the lead, but buried at least for the sake of this podcast. Well, the Bulls, yeah, uh, they stayed pat at seven. Got uh, Kobe White. Kobe White, now, big hair. Not your, now your boy. Now, yeah, now my boy. 
Uh, Kobe White. How do we feel about it? All right, so uh, let me take you through my emotions. <laughs> uh, number seven pick comes up. They were talking get Kobe White. I was like, I don't think so. At, at one point, they were. Oh, I forgot the draft package. They were trying to put. Uh, it was there was a, there was a package together that was going to bring Lamelo. I was going to bring. Speaking of ball, Lavar Ball over as the point guard. Uh, to move up to the four before Atlanta did. That's what it was. Um, okay. Obviously, it didn't happen. So sitting at seven. Pick Kobe White, and I remember watching him, you know, play at North Carolina, thinking, "Oh, it's a little fast guard. Like this is perfect that college game. Not sure if it'll translate to, you know, the NBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, shooter, but most of his game is just get the ball and run past everybody." Yep. And so I was like, "Okay, well, that's that's a typical Bulls pick." But then, but then afterwards, everyone is so like by everyone, the rest of the media is like, "Yeah, this is the perfect guard for today's NBA." Yada yada yada. I'm like, I guess. You know, me and my little podcast here. I don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, and uh, this was the 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 most amazing pick ever. There you uh, go. So I I I assume it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. That he'll be a pretty good player, a starter. He turns the ball over a lot, so that's not good. So hopefully he can he <laughs> well, can do he played, that. He played at a really fast pace in uh, yeah. North Carolina. Okay, Billis, a lot of possessions. A lot of possessions. <laughs> but Billis, yeah, a lot of possessions. So he had a lot of turnovers. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. I don't think it's the—so you look back at it, at that number seven spot, I don't think it's the wrong pick. Yep. I just don't know if it's going to be—he's going to be a superstar that some people are saying that he's going to be. Yeah, I think being a superstar is a lot uh, a lot to put on him. Um, you know, obviously we talked last week about Cam Reddish going to Chicago. I kind of—I yep. like the fit. Uh, we. We talked, I don't want to just repeat last week, I guess, but Cam Reddish <laughs> would join a pretty crowded front court. Yep. Uh, I think he, Kobe White, is a little back bit of that backcourt help. And I think his main quality will be, um, I, I guess, pushing the pace and uh, distributing the ball, which I think he do pretty well. I think a shooting, like you mentioned, needs to improve. Uh, but I kind of like the pick. I don't know what other guard you would have you got right. there. So. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. I, I liked yeah. watching Kobe White play. Um, I well, you gotta like it. That hair well, bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll, he'll bring that to Chicago. <laughs> did you um, Did you see when he had to put the hat on? No, it, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't sure think he just put the hat. He just puts the hat on top. It's top like floating three feet above his actual <laughs> head. It's amazing. How did you feel about all the like? Hey, Kobe. You know, the last guard to get drafted out of North Carolina to Chicago turned out to be pretty good. Comments. Yeah, there was a lot of that because he did break Michael Jordan's uh, freshman scoring record. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of that. I I am curious if uh, I'm curious if they're gonna do the whole he gets announced last from North Carolina maybe the first couple <laughs> weeks that would be interesting. Uh, I hope they don't, but yeah. I mean. You're, it's I mean, not just going to come in and supplant Lori Markinen. Announced last, right? I don't. I, I don't Is know. He even they, announced last? I don't even know. I don't know, but I, I, I could, I could see them just doing it for the nostalgia of saying, yeah. I don't, you know, from North Carolina. From North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. So, well, if he's good, they could bring that back. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to put on a guy, a kid. Uh, it, you know, it is that kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked the pick. Uh, I'll. Enjoy watching Bulls games a little bit more now that he's on the team uh, than last year. So, all right, perfect. Other others Bulls news: they drafted some other guy, some center out of Arkansas. We don't really know anything about him. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Uh, but they're filling out their summer league roster. Yep. And guess who's on it? 
Our boy, marketing. <laughs> our boy Ethan Hat made the full yeah. summer league squad. Nice. Congrats. You did um, it. Yeah. I you know, good to <laughs> good to see him catch on somewhere. Um oh, I just uh, It's the beginning. It's the beginning of a long road to stardom. Look, if I learned anything from the three on three tournament. <laughs> When he came out, was Jack and Threes. He should have been doing that all year. And uh, he's ready for the pros, Marlo. He's there ready for the pros. He, he took his game to the next level. And he's going to show the Bulls and everyone in uh, in Summer League. He just, yeah, he just needed that boost on the three on three for that confidence yeah. boost. They yeah. could just, I mean, you know, be wet from the three point air. Yeah, and made uh, to, like the first knockout round there. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. Cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh yeah, coming to us. Go, I, yeah, they play in Vegas. So if you want to go see Ethan Hap, go play this summer. Go to Vegas. All right, we'll be there. We might. Yeah, we might. We might make it. <laughs> might make it for some Ethan Hap games. We'll see. All right. Anything else to wrap up from the draft? Uh, I don't. I think that's. I think that's it for the draft. Um, we got the NBA awards, Marlo, going on now. Going on live. Awards. It's always great when we report on things that are happening. <laughs> Um, right now, so that people right. that listen to this, it already happened for yeah. six man of the year, Lou Williams. Um, so we're talking about beforehand, uh, <laughs> proof player Siakam. All right, great. All right, no MVP uh, yet. We'll announce that live. So they have a teammate of the year. What the? F- Sorry, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it. The criteria is like uh, who has the most creative handshakes and things. Got it. Part of the uh, teammate. Of the year, uh, but other than MVP and um, Rookie of the Year, right? None of these, none of these really matter. No, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's always it's always fun race. I mean, even Rookie of the Year now is kind of, I guess, this year is actually true rookies. Thank goodness. Yeah. For like the last couple of years, it was like, oh, this guy's well, second yeah, rookie, year, but, but then yeah, he got yeah. redshirted or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Rookie Year is fun because I think a lot of us kind of think of kind of like you like the kids that we saw in college now are you know becoming pros yep. so it's, it's kind of keeping that going although Luka Dodge won and we didn't hear about him until draft day last year right um and then yeah MVP especially uh, this year it's not a I don't I mean I don't think it's clear-cut I know I know you think Giannis should win it right um they have a great argument but between him and Harden I, I don't know why Paul George is on this ballot but him and Harden we'll see who comes <laughs> yeah, out yeah it's really two man race <laughs> yeah it's really it's really a two man race but yeah besides that like what the hell is the team teammate of the year defensive player of the year meh that's cool having your resume coach of the year now that's a big one meh <laughs> I mean either coach Bud is up for it and I, I yeah. maybe I'm just sour from uh, the playoffs but like I don't really even you know, big deal. I, I just feel like when you look back and like you think of a player's career, you know, you're like, oh, he won, you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Uh, you're not like, oh, you know, Lou Williams has won Sixth Man of the Year three times. I have a different yeah. appreciation for his game now, or something. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Even this is a player of the year. They don't say anything unless you stacked up like four or five of them. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. NBA so awards. yeah, there's there there it is. NBA there's awards. the awards. Uh, in uh, other basketball news that. People are probably equally as excited about the NBA awards as the United States has won the three on three basketball team. Uh, I'm sorry, three on three World Cup gold medal. That's right. It's what we do. Ooh, we did it. Did it. We did it. Um, it was apparently in Amsterdam. So 
Uh, if you were there, hopefully you caught it. Uh, we were not. We were not. <laughs> we were not. Because we didn't know what was going on. Uh, yeah, we forgot that it was happening. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, the, we would have been there. The team consisted of Robbie Hummel, who I'm sure we all remember. Yeah. American at Purdue. Uh, last I heard, he was uh, commentating on the college three-on-three. So, yeah. Uh, he was... <laughs> He got inspired. He got yeah. inspired. Like I can got play. back in shape, and yeah. uh, he led the way, uh, scoring forty six points in seven games. Third leading score. Not wow. sure what that means. Uh, other members of the team: Marlo Canyon Barry. All uh, right, I, I, you remember him? He is Rick Barry's kid, so he shoots free throws underhanded. Yes, Florida. That's right, Florida. And look- then uh, Damon Huffman and Crematics. Princeton guys. I don't know. I've nice. guys. never heard of them before. Backpicks. Uh, the Princeton so, cuts. A lot of Princeton cuts in this. So those four brought victory. home gold, uh, which means they qualify to qualify for the... Qualify uh, for the Olympics, Olympics. 2020. Congrats. All right. Congrats, Robbie Hono. We've come a long way since we were shopping for avocados next to each other at the Mariano's in Bucktown. Wow. <laughs> Deep Not to brag. There. Not to yeah. brag. Uh, such a millennial thing, shopping for Bucktown. <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, we're there. A three on three is back for real. Because I saw I was flipping through on Saturday, and yeah. the big three is back, and they're on CBS now, big time, big time. Big three's on CBS. Yeah, they're they're on CBS, yeah. real TV. They probably had to fill the spot of the AAF, but that's cool. Uh, was it going to be like the AF where it's on CBS <laughs> and then you can never find it again? Cause it's on Most the- likely, because it was opening weekend. And I was like, whoa, there it is. Big That's three. That's how they get you. Yeah. Um, there's no Gus Johnson now, it, which is terrible. It. Yeah. He so. should just announce everything. Oh, agreed. Is he going to be in the Women's World Cup? Oh, we can talk probably, about that later. Probably not. He's not great at soccer. They tried that. It didn't go <laughs> up. So he should do everything except soccer. Stay, stay in your lane. In oh, the area. That's what he would be like. And you're like, all right, Gus. Settle down. Um, he just would like his excitement was like too much, like it needs to rise. Like he just just jumped anyway. His excitement in the games. All right. Anyway, baseball, Marlo. Let's talk baseball. All right. Let's talk baseball. Away from the uh, hardwood. Hardwood. That's what it's called. (laughs) I was thinking like the round ball. (laughs) (laughs) From one round ball to the other round ball. It's called. Nobody calls it round ball. And the baseball. So even though we didn't podcast uh, yesterday, Marlo, I got home and I was like, you know what? We'll call me down. What's that? Some nice ESPN coverage of baseball, which really just gets me annoyed. Um, So I'm bringing back our not sponsored segment, but a segment nonetheless uh, that we tried once and then didn't do for two weeks, and we tried to do it again. All right, segment is back. ESPN baseball broadcast comment of the week, and once again, it's a Rod. And when he was talking about um, Paul Goldschmidt, who's really struggled uh, this year, he's hitting uh, just north of 200 uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was their big uh, acquisition in the offseason. And he was asked why pitchers don't uh, aren't afraid of Goldschmidt anymore. And he responded by saying, uh, pitchers don't fear him. He is the prey now, not the predator. He needs to reestablish the fear of the predator. So that was very helpful to the baseball audience. <laughs> that Paul Goldschmidt apparently needs to change his pheromones or something. I'm not really sure. Um, does, and it's just I, useless. I, how does he's that just, work? He's just saying, like, 
He's supposed to be like the baseball analyst guy. He's there because he played 20 years in baseball. He's going to explain it to you as an inside guy. And he's just talking about platitudes and like at a high level, like pitchers aren't afraid of him because pitchers aren't afraid of him anymore. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Wasn't helpful. And uh, reestablish the fear of the predator um, is a great line. Uh, so great job, Arod, in not breaking that down. Right. Um, the other thing the that shark became a minnow and needs to become yeah, a shark again. Be, yeah, because he because he did, and then he just <laughs> needs to stop doing that and do the other thing again, and then he'll be better. I mean, it makes sense. It's so uh, easy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he just doesn't do it. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals. So, so it was uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim were in um, St. Louis, so that meant Albert Pujols returned to St. Louis, um, and the Cardinals fan gave him. A thousand standing ovations. Pretty much every time he was up to bat, actually every time he was up to bat, like the game stopped and the fans stood up, held up signs saying thank you, Albert, and all this stuff. Um, every time. <laughs> Do you yeah. think St. So Louis like just just feeling extra times. nice still because of the Stanley Cup? There's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> that the goodwill has, has carried forward. You know, yeah. I'm sure that like, Baseball media is like, oh, St. Louis fans are just such smart baseball fans. They just appreciate <laughs> the game so much. That is my favorite line. They're such smart fans. Oh, yeah, Cardinals fans, just smart fans. Uh, but as I'm watching this, and I'm like, the first time, oh, cool. You know, they gave him St. Ovation the first at-bat of the game. Fantastic. The second at-bat, I'm like, really? And then at the fifth at-bat, I'm like, you got to be you got to be kidding me. Uh, at Hasn't some point, Pujols been gone for like four years? He's been gone a while, but he hasn't come back and played at St. Louis, right? He's, okay, this is the first time back. Yeah, because it's an interleague game, and you have to play yeah. out. You know? So it's yeah. probably the first time he's back. But like every at bat, just seems like at some point he's on the other team, right? And like we got to get on with our lives and get on with the game. Um, I just found it kind of yeah. Usually, mildly annoying. usually it's the first at bat. And did he do anything? Did he hit anything? I'm assuming he didn't. He since got a couple so singles because he doesn't. He can't hit the ball anymore. <laughs> yeah, usually it's the first at bat. Power. Yeah, and then you get a hit, and then it's like, okay, that's it. Now you're on the other team. It's cool. Yeah. We gave it to you. Three games. Sit down. So but, super smart fans in yeah. St. Louis who don't know just, how to cheer for their own team. Appreciate baseball. <laughs> well, they didn't. Ready for this segue, Marlon? Okay. A good one. They didn't appreciate baseball enough because I don't think they have any players on the All Star finalist ballot. How about that? <sighs> I give that one an A minus. And I need to check and make sure that they don't. And they don't. Ha! <laughs> ha! <laughs> Take that. Nice. Transition is accurate. Um. So, Marlo, uh, as we've we've talked about the All Star voting as as it comes down, I think it's kind of getting a little clearer now that we're actually seeing it play out. Um, yeah. They have so had, the, had the voting, voting. Uh, where you apparently could vote for everybody now. The top three at each position, and then mm-hmm. outfield's just top three of nine, um, will uh, be all-star game starters, and you only have a limited window <laughs> to vote. So this is another weird thing. You have 28 hours starting Wednesday afternoon. So if you're hearing this Tuesday, tomorrow, you got to start. I don't know, maybe you can vote a thousand times. I don't know, but start yeah. voting for the Brewers. So yeah, ahead. start voting. Make your, I'm sure they do it by email addresses. Probably download some oh. app. Oh, uh, well, man. If they have, if you have downloaded an app, I'm not voting. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> if there's an app to be downloaded, no no votes are coming from the yeah, KC no house. Thanks. No, no thanks. Uh, no, I'm out. Okay. 
Well, and then, so the other 28 hours. Yep. And then, are we voting again? No, then it's it. That's it. That's it? So then then okay. you'll get your starters, and then the um, if you're in the top three, it doesn't guarantee you a spot. What? In the game. Like, then it'll go to player's vote and commissioner puts people on, which I think the commissioner Dude, puts crazy. people on. Because then it's one for every team, right? That's what they have to do. So. Okay. So All there's right. that. There's, uh, so Brewers uh, in the finals. Uh, Yasmati Grandal at uh, catcher. Mike Moustakas at second base. And then um, uh, Yelich in the outfield is, is the... Um, Brewers in there, White Sox tomorrow. You got, um, let's see, James McCann apparently is the catcher for the White Sox. <laughs> He's in the final. Uh, and then I think the other White Sox were just misses. Tim Anderson, uh, Tim Batflip Anderson, and uh, who's the other one here? Jose Abreu just yeah, missed. Abreu. Uh, one of the votes came what? real close. Uh, Abreu miss. How did he miss what? out? He missed out. He's the, He's the fourth best first baseman. Luke what? Voigt got in there. Shh. What? CJ okay. Uh, that's Kron. my that's my bad. I just didn't know when the voting was going. That's my bad. CJ, you probably had a download app. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, CJ Cron, never heard him before. <laughs> Apparently, is the first baseman of the Twins. Uh, we're really really good at covering baseball, Marlo. Yeah. Uh, the closest race, uh, Joey Gallo edged out the Twins Max Kepler by 138 votes. They both had about Dang. 905,000, and that that's was, yeah. That's that just was, yeah. That's just one mom going at it. Yeah. That's what was Joey Gallo's mom. Yeah. It's registering account after account. Um, So there we go. All-star game. Uh, If you want to have a say, like we said, Wednesday into Thursday is your day to uh, make your say if you can and want to download apps. Nice. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see if this um, makes it more... Accurate, like, because the idea yeah. is right. I don't. What's the idea? To engage fans more? Maybe I don't know. Uh, but if, but if I, it's to get the best, the correct All Star team, it'll be interesting to see if this works. Because for the most part, if I'm trying to be, uh, obviously I'm not. I'm going to be biased, but I think for the most part, you probably have in there who, who you think you should. I think. Right. Is this a way of... But, I mean, it's like the Cubs are a little too overrepresented in the final. The Yankees, I feel like. But, the, I mean, these are division-leading teams, so maybe they're not um, no. overrepresented. What? And then I think the Astros were the other one. It, Atlanta has seven finalists, which seems a little bit weird. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. If it's all like... We'll see. I'll say when the roster comes out. Where are they playing this year? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. I want, I want to say Cleveland. Oh, of course. Cleveland. Yep, Cleveland. All right, Cleveland. Well, they're not going to get a bunch. Of, Maybe we'll mind. be there. Come, see if we're there. <laughs> Greatest city in the world. July 9th. All right. I've been seeing advertisements for uh, uh, on Twitch uh, for uh, Cleveland, like Cleveland Tourist Bureau advertisements. On Twitch? Yeah. That's their demo? That's a demo they're going after. I think it's on Twitch. It's on like some, who? <laughs> it's not. It's on. It's on some streaming thing. Like I don't know. Okay. I, it's like come visit Cleveland. We have <laughs> culture, art, this kind of stuff. And it's like okay. <laughs> Interesting. Pure Cleveland. I at some point I have to go to Cleveland because I have to go to their 
stadium. Trying to knock off all the stadiums, Marlo. Oh, okay. Well, haven't okay. been to Cleveland yet, so I have to get there sometime. <laughs> Wait, what happened when you do the tr- the stadium travel? Yeah. Um. So what happens when you make a stadium and then that one gets knocked down? Does that get back? Do you have to get the stadium back on your list, or is it by team? Mm, hasn't happened yet. So hasn't we'll, happened yet. We'll make it. I guess. We'll yeah. I guess they're not. I feel like I don't know. Now it was like ten years ago. It was. Just, it seemed like new stadiums were coming up all over the place. Yeah. We're kind of at a lull right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no. It's. Uh, I went to. New Bush Stadium, so uh, New Bush Stadium. That was already. I think that was the the newest one I've been to. Uh, other than that, it's like uh, you know, like Fenway Park and stuff like that. Like that's not getting yeah, that's knocked not going down that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I haven't had I, I haven't had it come up yet. Um, I think it would depend on how far away it was. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like or you know or how like significant it is. Like if Seattle's stadium is replaced like i don't know that i'd want to travel out to seattle to do that again yeah uh, but if it's like detroit like i could probably make it over to detroit another right one. right uh, something sense. like that so uh okay. pick it up as we go figure it out um as as we need to all right. uh all right does that put a bow on baseball yeah bruce played games it <laughs> they, I don't know what they're I, doing it, stuff. It didn't go well. The first they had a, something like a five game losing streak. Uh, ended up splitting uh, a series, and it's again, it's one of those weird things like uh, how a game or two could just change how you feel. Because God, it felt really bad on Friday uh, when they had lost their fifth in a row, another one to the Reds, and you're like, oh my God, is this team ever going to win a game again? And then they went two in a row, and you're like, all right, split the series. That's <laughs> that's something. <laughs> you can convince yourself that everything's. And everything's okay pretty quickly. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, a bit of a struggle week. Uh, the bats just, the, they, they forgot some bats, I think, on their, uh, in Milwaukee on their West Coast road trip. Um, so struggled out there, came back home and then dropped two to the Reds. Dietrich on the uh, Reds got beamed six Ooh. times in the series. Six times in the three series? Games. Six times in three games. No, no beers clearing brawls? No. That's crazy. It was, um, I mean, he, as a Brewers fan, he's a leaner. I felt, I felt like he could have got out of the way of out of a lot yeah. of them. So it's really annoying. It's really annoying. He's like, you know, he's like kind of like Rizzo. He like crowds the plate, and then he's like, "Oh, you're gonna throw inside? Oh, here's my elbow." Like, there you go. So part of the game. What it's all part of the game. Yeah, all right. right, that's exciting. But not as exciting as getting to America's favorite segment, Casey's corner kick. <laughs> All right, Marlo. Women's World Cup is now in the knockout stages. Uh, there's one knockout game left. Uh, excuse me, two knockout games left. One more day of knockout games uh, in the round of 16 tomorrow. Uh, U.S. played today. They played Spain. And yeah. it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, they were heavy US- favorites. Right? Heavy favorites. We were reminded multiple times throughout the game how <laughs> heavy of favorites the U.S. was. Uh, they ended up... Uh, I felt like the coverage around it was a lot harsher than it needed to be. But I'll say they struggled, uh, but ended up rallying to win. Uh, they won 2-1 to one on two penalty kicks. Um, and I guess if you want to, Marla, we can kind of get into the merit of, of both of the penalty kicks. I think they were both fine calls. Uh, but it does kind of leave a sour taste in your mouth to win on two penalty kicks. Um, if you look at the balance of the game, however, I think the U.S. created more chances, was overall the better team, 
while at times it looked like Spain really had the U.S. attack stymied, um, Spain really didn't muster much of an attack on there. And they had the one goal, but it was a really, really horrendous mistake by uh, the USA's back line, which, to be fair, made me nervous all game when they tried to play out of the back. Um, uh, Spain got the goal on a, a turnover right outside the box, and the goalie was stuck in no man's land uh, between the player and the goal way off of her line, and Spain was just able to chip it in outside of at 1-1 at the time. Um, and the la- the second penalty, it was pretty weak, but it, the studs came down on Rose's leg, and I think that's a I think that's a penalty. I think it's a foul anywhere else on the field, and if you're going to call it a foul anywhere else on the field, uh, you got to call it there in the box. Um, you know, you just can't. You have to be more careful there as a defender than uh, Spain's defender was. And um, while again, it's maybe a soft way to win, but we were getting the ball in the box and creating those uh, awkward situations for Spain's defense. So I'll, I'll take it. I don't feel great about it. Um, I feel obviously us just romped through um, group play. So I felt extremely confident. And now I have a lot of doubt on whether or not this team has what it takes. I still think they're favorites to win. I still, uh, they have a game uh, uh, against France on Friday, who is probably uh, the next best favorite. Um, so that'll be really interesting. That's Friday. Um, I'm already tired of the uh, all the red, white, and blue jokes <laughs> that everybody seems in because obviously both flags and teams are red, white, and blue. It's really annoying already, and it's uh, half a day into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you watched the USA Spain game, Marla. What did you? Anything I else did. You thought of it? Um, sure. I think. It was, uh, well, no, no, no. I. It's one of those, you know, not knowing much seemed like a, a team that was heavily favored and a team yep. that, that kind of came out as a heavy favorite and a team that had was playing with nothing to lose. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's my overall take. Obviously, I don't know how to break it down as good as Casey does and the X's and O's, no, uh, but that's kind of that's kind of what I saw. And it's actually the, uh, yeah, it's the most of a game I watched in real time. Good. I should say, um, and the game is actually it's it's pretty enjoyable to watch. I can say yeah. that. I can say it's an, it's enjoyable, flowy game. Um, there's not the doesn't it doesn't seem to well there doesn't seem to be as much stoppage time. Although, well, VAR VAR kind of yeah VAR throws it off. Do, do they use that more in women's soccer? I, I feel think... like I've watched a total <laughs> of I watched a lot. Of, I watched like half of the last, the Sweden the Sweden they played last. Um, and there just seemed like there's more like VR was just like on everything, and I'm, I, I don't think, remember this. I think they uh, the way in which they use it this tournament has been different. They've gone to VAR a lot more often than they did. Yeah, uh, they do in, in in other competitions, and I don't know if uh, some of it is good, some of it's bad. Um, and I don't want to get into all the decisions, but there's been a yeah. lot of VAR, a lot of checks. Yeah, uh, throughout throughout the tournament. Uh. I think it was interesting that you talked about a team that had nothing to lose in Spain, and they played uh, a really solid defensive game, and they were very physical with the U.S. <laughs> Every time uh, Alex Morgan had the ball or the ball was kicked towards her, there was a defender going through her back, and sometimes they called it and sometimes they didn't. Yeah. Um, when the U.S. was making run, they had no free runs across the middle of the box. Spain was at times literally just throwing U.S. players to the ground. 
um, there's one free kick where you can see that really clearly. And the U.S. just the way that the game was officiated, the ref wasn't going to stop that from happening. So the U.S. needed to find another way to make that happen. And perhaps I will try to argue, I guess, <laughs> that that's how they got the penalty kicks. They got themselves in position to uh, be fouled in the box. And Spain was more than happy to play aggressive and foul throughout the game. And sometimes when you do that, that's going to happen in the box and you're going to end up with those two penalty kicks. Um so again, maybe I'm just trying to justify that the US won on two penalty kicks. Um, but I think that Spain's play had a lot to do with that. Uh, they had, I think, one yellow card, I want to say. And they, I mean, their center back had to have five, six fouls in the game that were called. And I think she should have had a lot more called on her. And she didn't get a yellow card, which is ridiculous. Um, way to officiate the game. Uh, so we mentioned uh, France on Friday. It's a big matchup, I think. Uh, of the teams left, uh, these are the two favorites. I think you'd also throw in England and Germany into that to round out kind of the four favorites left out of, I guess there's still 10 teams left, but uh, or 12 teams, 12 teams left, but it, it will narrow down. Uh, Germany still has to play tomorrow. Um, but three of those teams are in the U.S. So it's the U.S., France, and then England are in kind of the top half of the bracket, and then Germany's alone in the bottom half. So uh, it seems like they have kind of a more favorable road to the final, where the other three are kind of bunched up in that top half of the bracket. Should make for some interesting soccer here over the week. Um, but yeah, uh, Marlo, make sure you turn, tune in on Friday. Uh, it should be a good one. It's going to be a heck of an atmosphere. They're talking about how crazy the uh, ticket prices are for the game. It's in Paris. Um, so we'll play France in Paris. It'll be uh, quite, quite the scene. Um, either, you know, win or lose. Um, obviously, we're rooting for a U.S. win, but it will be uh, a pretty incredible spectacle, spectacle, I think, either way. What time is uh, the game? Friday, I don't know, two? No <laughs> Sometime idea. in the afternoon, Friday. No yeah, Friday. We yeah. have all, all, all the time. Um, all right. Call it a... Call it a working lunch. Yeah. Yeah, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Friday. I 2 think, p.m. Central. I think once you get to the quarters, it's all it's all 2 p.m. Central. All right. So, um, and it's going to be now, but now we're at the point, Marlon, where we're at one game a day, which is always tough. Always oh. tough when you go from multiple games a multiple day down games. to the one game a day. So that's that happens in here in the uh, in the quarterfinals. So, oh gosh, it just you know these World Cups, they're just it feel like you're just getting used to it, and then it's almost over already. It's crazy. <laughs> um, in the championship su- game, like second week of July, I guess we're in the first week of July. Okay. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, what is it? Great radio. It is... Seventh, right? Yeah, something like that. There you go. All right, okay. great. Great, we'll catch up. We got we got at least a week to catch up on that. Other soccer happenings, Marlo. Uh, Copa America is happening now. That's uh, pretty much seems like it's been on ESPN+. Plus. Um, almost exclusively, so I haven't watched any of it, but I know it's happening following along. Um, <clears throat> there was talk, as there always seems with Argentina, that there is going to be some humiliating uh, defeat or uh, early crash out of a tournament, uh, but they advanced to the knockout stage, so that's where that uh, tournament is there. There was some crazy VAR uh, 
situations, rulings uh, in the uh, Japan. Um, oh, shoot. Who was it? In a Japan game. <laughs> <laughs> Japan was playing. Uh, Japan-Uruguay uh, game uh, where there was just Japan got screwed. It seemed it sounded like by uh, VAR uh, making it very questionable. Yeah, it was Uruguay because uh, Suarez was involved in Cavani. Uh, got AVF penalty for flopping, it's, it seemed like. So, uh, a terrible call. Uh, so, VAR not only in the Women's World Cup, but making in headlines elsewhere. The Copa and America. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, are you down at Copa America? Yeah. Still talk Copa America. I had a question. Yeah. This one came from a listener. <laughs> okay. Correct. Uh, this just dawned on me, sucks. So I had to go back and get it because they asked. They wanted to know. They wanted an explanation why. Is it. Did you say Qatar or Qatar? Oh, I say I say Qatar. That could be wrong. Qatar. Why Qatar is in the Copa America? I don't know. Is there some controversy there? Yeah, no, Japan is too. Um yeah. so I think they have like uh are kind of like the set like South American teams and then they have like invite spots or like a, some sort of rotation or things where they invite teams from other federations to compete in it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I couldn't tell you how many or um, why or why yeah <laughs> I, think, of I, think, why. I think they do it to kind of fill out the groups and fill out the brackets uh, a little bit cleaner um, and uh, I, I I don't think it's ever like Germany is going to be in the Copa America or anything like that but it's usually like um, some African uh, or some Asian uh, or Oceania federation teams that that go and, and compete in that uh, which is probably a, a good step up in competition for for those teams um, and a good chance for Copa America to kind of test their skill against other nations. But it is a little confusing where it's like, in Copa America, Japan is playing Uruguay. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> how did this happen? Um, so that's my uh, educated guess on, on, how that, on how that works. I don't know the exact answer, though. Got it. Um, and then the Gold Cup is also happening. So this is the North American competition and I guess North American and Caribbean, the CONCACAF uh, competition. Uh, in the group stage, uh, USA just beat the crap out of Trinidad and Tobago, which like 6-0, uh, which made me depressed because all we had to do was beat Trinidad and Tobago two years ago and we would have been in the stupid World Cup. <laughs> and we were unable to. <sighs> God, still it's frustrating. Stings, still stings. Yep, yep. So that's happening. Um, that's on Fox, the Fox uh, Sports Network. So you, uh, if you just have a normal package like me, um, you're actually able to watch some of that. Um, but uh, it will get more interesting once it gets out of the group stage. All right, is that's, that it? That's it. That's, that's the it corner kick. The corner kick. Quarter kick. That's it for the pod for me. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it for me as well. As always, follow us on Twitter at one thirty two breeze, Casey at Prof Badger, and fan. Yep, fan. I always you get that it. messed up. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. And myself at Marlo Jr. Uh, be sure to leave us a review, uh, five stars, of course. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, check us out on Facebook as well. Uh, again, that's it for me. Casey, any last words? All right, thanks, everyone, for uh, listening and your support. Until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>